done. Amen. Matthew chapter 15, and we'll look in verse number 22. Matthew chapter 15 and verse number 22. The Bible says, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Father, I do pray in Jesus' name this morning, God, that you would help us these next few moments. I pray that the Word of God would go forth and speak to sinners' heart. I pray that somebody here that's lost would be born in the family of God. Thank you for the good singing, the liberty, Lord, for the testimonies this morning, God, everyone that's been a, a blessing to our soul today. And I pray now, Lord, that you'll uh, have your way. Bless the invitation. Do that work that needs to be done, that only you can do. And Lord, I ask you this morning, most of all, to get glory and honor, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I want you to notice in this story here, we're all familiar with this woman of Canaan, this, uh, uh, this lady that has this burden. And when we look at this text this morning, we see her problem in verse number 22. As the Bible says here that, uh, that behold, a woman of Canaan came, Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Now, when you think about this woman here, the problem that she has, she has a serious problem because grievously vexed means that uh, this daughter didn't just have one devil, but she was full of devils. She had many devils, uh, and so this was a, a real problem in her life. It was something beyond her control. And then not only do we see her problem, but when you get to verse 23 and 24, uh, we see her position. The Bible said that he answered her not a word. and Jesus was trying to conceal his identity. He was not wanting to make himself known. He was wanting to, to hide himself on purpose. But this woman somehow, uh, she heard of what Jesus had, had done. She knew what he could do. And she's come to him. And so Jesus does not speak to her. In fact, the disciples say in verse number 23, uh, to send her away for she crieth after us. Now, uh, the truth of the text is she wasn't interested in the disciples. Amen. Because she knew the disciples could not help her. But she was interested in the Lord. Amen. And she came to Jesus and not to them but we find here that she has a position her position is is that she is not a Jew she is a Gentile and Jesus answers her in verse 24 and says I'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel and so we see here her position he recognizes and he reminds her that you are not to, you don't belong to the house of Israel you're a Gentile dog you're an outcast you're far without God and without hope and so we see her problem and her position but look at verse 25 and I want you to notice her prayer it's important this morning then came she and worshipped him saying Lord help me amen amen 
Have you ever cried out to God and just said, Lord, help me? And that's the prayer that this woman has. Uh, It may not be a fancy prayer. It's not a long prayer by no means. Uh, It's not a prayer that uh, would get the attention of a lot of people, but it's a sincere prayer. In fact, I would say it's a prayer that every one of us can pray and probably every one of us has prayed at some point in our life. Uh, Lord, help me. And so we see her prayer and then we see her persistence as Jesus says in verse 26 it's not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs but look at her persistence in verse 27 she said truth Lord yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table I mean here's a woman that's just not going to be denied she's a lady that's not going to give up she's not going to throw in the towel she's got a burden she's got a problem that's weighing heavy and it doesn't matter who she is and it doesn't matter where she's at and it doesn't matter what her problem is. She realizes the only thing that matters is that she gets the attention of the one that can do all things for all people. Amen. And she's persistent. Amen. And notice her prevail in verse 28. And this is what Jesus was really trying to draw out of this woman. Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith be it unto thee even as thou will and her daughter was made whole from that very hour you see in that last phrase uh, there's a miracle that takes place in the home uh, and the miracle that takes place in the home uh, is because of a mother that will not quit praying a mother that will not give up a mother that will not uh, be denied amen what I want to draw out of this text this morning is simply this if you go back to verse 22 and verse 22 23 and verse 24. It seems like in verse 22 that everything is against this woman. I mean, she is a woman of Canaan, meaning she's a Gentile. And on top of that, she is a woman. Her own sex is against her. Women in Bible days were thought of as a lower degree. They were not permitted to come into the presence of a king or the presence of one without the permission of another. And so her own sex is against her. So the fact her a race is against her. She's a woman of Canaan. It even appears uh, that the Lord is against her in verse 23 as he answers her not a word. The disciples are against her in verse 23 as they say to Jesus send her away for she crieth after us. Uh, now I want you to get the picture and here's what I want to preach on. Here's a dear lady that she's got everything against her. Who she is, what she is and where she's from. She's got everybody against her. Jesus won't even speak to her and the disciples are saying send her away. But in spite of that, she still carries on. Amen. I want to preach a few minutes this morning on this subject on what to do when it seems like everything is against you. Amen. What to do when it seems like everything is against you. Have you ever been in a position like that Then it seemed like everywhere you turned, it just seemed like everything went to brass uh, and it seemed like the harder you tried uh, the worse things got Uh, well that's where this woman is at Uh, and it would have been very easy uh, for her to throw in the towel and just quit and just walked away and said there's no use Uh, in fact she could have even got bitter like a lot of people have and said I went to God uh, and I asked him for something and he just turned me away he wouldn't even speak to me in fact I would say this this morning 
Amen. There's probably nothing more insulting to an individual as to when you reach out and say something to them and they don't respond back and you know that they heard you. That's the condition this woman is in. But in spite of her problem, in spite of the people, and even in spite of the proclamation in verse 24, she's not going to give up. Amen. Can I just stop and say this? When everything is against you, you can't quit. Amen. You can't throw in the towel. You can't just sit down on God. You got to be like this woman. When everything and everybody's against you, you got to press on. You got to march on. You got to go on. You got to pray on. You got to sing on. You got to carry on for the glory of God. Amen. Now notice some things about this woman. I got to ask myself this question this morning when I read this text. I said, what was it that made this woman go on when it seemed like, and it was, that everything and everybody was against her? I'm going to tell you, Jesus answered that question. And it's found in verse 28. It is her faith. O woman, great is thy faith. I mean, when everything and everybody's against you, you know what's going to carry you through if you get through? Your faith. It's not going to be who you're looking at. It's not going to be what the circumstances are. Her circumstances were terrible. The situation even got worse. Uh, nobody was running to her rescue. Nobody was running to her aid. Nobody was standing in her corner. She was depleted with answers. Uh, she was depleted with, uh, listen, with, with solutions. Uh, uh, listen, she had run out of every ounce of hope that she had uh, as far as this world was concerned. But there was one thing. There was one treasure. There was one strength that she still had that she was not going to let go of and it was her faith amen the Bible said the just shall live by faith Hebrews 11 and verse 1 said without faith verse 1 said now faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen and verse 6 says but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that is rewarder of them that diligently seek him Romans 10 and verse 17 said so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 1 John 5 and verse 14 or verse 4 said and this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith. Amen. I'm telling you you may run out of a lot of things as the world says you may run out of luck and we don't believe in that but you may run out of a lot of things in life but there's one thing that you can always possess and that is your faith this morning. It's what she believed that helped her to go on when everything was against her. You say, Brother Gravely, what did she believe in? Well, I noticed in verse number 22 that she believed in mercy. As she said to him the first thing, have mercy on me. She's not coming to God for herself. She's coming to God for somebody else. Amen. But in her coming to God, the first thing that she believed in is she believed in mercy. She knew as well as anybody, and she even says it later, that she doesn't deserve the right to be in his presence, that she doesn't deserve the right to have, an, to have answered prayer. But the only reason she's there, it's not because she's done anything. It's not because she's worthy. It's not because she's accomplished anything. She knows she's nothing. She knows she don't deserve anything, but she knows that 
she believes in something and that is mercy. And more importantly, she knew he believed in the same thing that she believed in and that was mercy. I'm going to tell you the only reason I'm standing here this morning is because he believes in mercy and because I believe in his mercy this morning. I'm telling you, we live in a world that is unmerciful. We live in a world that will not show you much mercy. But I'm glad the King of glory is a merciful Savior. He's a merciful God. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how far down into sin you've gone. Everything may be against you. Everybody may be against you. But there is one that you can find mercy with this morning. The Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. Hallelujah. It's the mercy of God that got us out of the bed this morning. It's the mercy of God that got us to the house of God. It's the mercy of God that kept you safe as you traveled on your way to church this morning. It's the mercy of God that takes care of you every day and sees you through the day. I'm glad that when justice called, mercy answered. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm glad I didn't get what I deserved. I'm glad that God is not fair, but I'm glad he's merciful and I'm glad he's gracious. If God was fair, none of us would have any hope this morning. But I'll tell you, there's something better than fairness. And that is mercy this morning. You know, fairness is always looking at what you have versus what somebody else has got. And asking the question, is it fair? But I'll tell you what mercy does this morning. Mercy puts the blinders on to everybody else. And mercy just makes you thankful that you didn't get what you deserved. Amen. Amen. You know the difference between mercy and grace is that mercy kept me from getting what I did deserve until grace could come along and give me what I didn't deserve this morning. I don't deserve the favor of God but I'd have never experienced the grace the favor of God had it not been first for the mercy of God. The psalmist repeated it over and over as he said the mercy of the Lord endureth forever. I'm telling you this morning if we didn't thank him for nothing else we ought to thank him for the mercy of God. We ought to thank him that God is merciful. When there's times he should have put, uh, put me under judgment. When there's times, my friend, he should have let me be taken out. But in his mercy, uh, uh, God uh, worked not because of me and not because of you, but he works in spite of you this morning. Here's a woman that believed in mercy. Not only did she believe in mercy in verse 22, but she also believed in miracles. Because the Bible said in verse 22, that she comes to him and she said, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. Notice this. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Now she's got a problem that is not a physical problem. It's a spiritual problem. Her problem goes beyond the realm of the physical. In other words, no doctor can cure her daughter. There's no uh, individual that can help her daughter. I'm sure others had tried uh, to no avail. But her problem goes beyond the realm uh, of uh, the emotional or the mental, the physical uh, aspect. But it reaches into another realm, the spiritual realm. And she realizes that she has a spiritual problem. And she realizes that even her as a mother cannot do anything for her daughter. But she's a spiritual woman. I don't know how she heard what she did about Jesus. 
Jesus. I don't know how much she knew about Jesus, but she knew this much. She knew he was a man of mercy, and she knew he was a man of miracles, and she knew that when nobody else could help her daughter, that there was one that could help her daughter. I'm telling you, there is one that goes beyond the physical. He can help the physical, but thank God he can do more than that. He can do more than a physician. That's what makes him the great physician. He don't just heal the body, but thank God he can heal the soul this morning. He can conquer the devil. He can conquer death this morning. And here's a woman that believes in miracles. Amen. I ask you a question this morning. Do you, you don't have to answer it. It's just to be posed. Do you believe in miracles this morning? Now, I'm not a charismatic. Somebody say amen to that. I'm not, a, I'm not Pentecostal. Amen. It's an old-fashioned Bible-believing Baptist church. Isn't that right? And uh, we believe in that. And this morning, and I'm not saying there's some people in that outfit that is saved and going to heaven, but they're mixed up in their doctrine. Amen. And uh, I don't believe, I believe in miracles, uh, but I don't believe man has the ability uh, to possess a miracle within himself. Uh, those apostolic miracles uh, uh, through the Gospels and the early pages of the book of Acts uh, that we read about, it was for one simple reason. It was to give legitimacy uh, to, the, to the apostles that, God had, that Christ had sent out, and it was for signs for the Jews. Amen. But the church is not to be looking for signs. We're to be listening to for sounds. Amen. The sound of the trumpet, the sound of the archangel. Thank God the voice, the shout that's going to come. We're not to be looking for signs, but listening for sounds. And I don't believe that no man. I don't believe in the Benny Hinn outfit. Somebody say amen right there. I don't believe in the Oral Roberts outfit. I'm telling you, they're just bloodthirsty money makers robbing the people of God. Amen. But I do believe in miracles. This morning, I believe that God's able to work miracles. I believe that if we pray that God can do the impossible, that he can do what we cannot do in both the physical and the spiritual. But it's not going to be the man. It's going to be God that does it. Is that right? It'll be the prayer of faith, the Bible says, that's going to save the sick. It's not even the laying on of the hands. But we're to lay on the hands. But it is the prayer of faith, the Bible says, that will save the sick. But this woman believes this morning that Jesus was a man uh, that he could do beyond the physical and that he could uh, help her with a miracle that she needed in her life. Now everybody needs a miracle. If you look around this morning there's someone something in your life that's beyond your control. There's something beyond the physical realm and it's the spiritual. If you know somebody that's going to hell this morning that needs to be saved and you care about their soul and you're burdened for them, then you can sign up. You need a miracle this morning. For every soul that ever gets born in the family of God, that is a miracle. As we hear it sung many times, it's the greatest of all miracles. It's better than, than healing the, the, the dumb or, or the lame or, or healing the blind. Let, let me say this morning, uh, listen, God can do anything. But this morning, Jesus said himself in Luke chapter number 19, he said, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. Amen. I want to tell you, Jesus didn't come uh, to heal the lame. He didn't come to lift the, open the eyes of the blind. He did that to prove that he was the Messiah. That's a messianic miracle. Only Messiah could open 
opened the eyes of the blind. And Jesus, when he came and he opened the eyes of the blind, it proved that he was the Messiah, that he was the son of the living God. But he didn't come to do those things for those are just temporal earthly things. He come to do something beyond that. And it's what this girl needed. He come to do something spiritual in their life, something that would last for all eternity, something that would go beyond the bounds of this world and reach to the bounds of the next world. I'm telling you here this morning, sinner, if you're lost without God, Jesus is a man of mercy, but he's also a man of miracles. He'll save your never dying soul if you'll come by the shed blood of the cross, the way of Calvary. Repent of your sins and believe Christ is your Savior. You can experience the greatest miracle you've ever experienced. You know, I had an uncle that died and I hope he was saved. I don't know if he was saved. He went to an altar and a man told him something that was not even scriptural and told him he got saved. And I talked to him sometime after that. It's been years ago and I said, that's not salvation. But he trusted in it for years. But it never changed him. He went to church on Sunday. He drank like a fish through the week. Even my dad, when he was lost, said there ain't nothing to that. He told him that. Talking about a lost man telling his brother. There's nothing to that. A lost man knew. You know how my dad do that? Because he drank like a fish. And even as a sinner, he knew that if he ever got saved, it'd make a difference on the inside and the out. Now people go to church and say they're Christians and drink alcohol. Now don't dial me this morning. It's still sin. And there's plenty of places you can go to that'll lie to you and tell you it's all right. But you won't find it in that book. Amen. You can search it all over. And I'm not just talking about drunkenness. Amen. The Bible said don't even look on it. Amen. Let alone touch it this morning. I mean, hey, listen, it doesn't matter if you consume one drop or if you consume a keg. Amen. I'm telling you this morning it's all sin. And listen, but when Jesus saves you, he'll change you. Amen. 42 years drinking the bottle. I've seen my dead pour it out many times and go back to it before 24 hours got loose. But I'm telling you when he got saved, he poured it out and he never went back to it again. You know why? Because that's the miracle of salvation. It works on the inside and works its way out. Amen. God works it in and we work it out. And thank God this morning she believed in mercy and she believed in miracles. But then notice in verse 23, she believed in the master. Even though he answered her not a word, she still believed in him. You know, sometimes you're going to pray to God, Brother Chris. And he's not going to answer your word. I know some people may act like that the moment they pray, they get their answer. Maybe they do. But it ain't always been that way with me. 90% of my praying is praying and waiting, praying and waiting. Y'all like that? You pray and you wait, and you wait and you pray, and you wait and you pray and you pray. It don't just come like Now, there have been some times. But God works on his timetable, not ours. And Jesus knows he's not going to let her leave. 
But he also knows that he's wanting to he's wanting to pull that faith out of that woman for her sake and for the sake of all around to see. And so Jesus doesn't answer. You can rest assured this morning that God's delays are not always his denies. Amen. That he may not always speak and he may not always give the answer, but you got to keep on believing in him. You got to keep on trusting him. You say, well, preacher, I've been praying and I've asked God to do this time and time again and nothing's happening. Well, you may only be one prayer away from God moving. Amen. But you rest assured just because he's not answering doesn't mean he's not doing something. I'm telling you, listen, I'm convinced he can answer every prayer at the first request. But the reason he doesn't do that is because God not only wants to answer the need, but God wants to work something in our life. He so cares about us. He so loves us this morning that when we pray about things, he don't want to just give it to us immediately, but what he wants to do is he wants to develop something in our life that causes us to trust him even more. You know, I found out in life, and it's good to give people gifts. It's good to give them things. And I think Christmas time is a good time to give gifts. I think a birthday or something, you know, it's, it's always, and if God lays something on your heart, it's good to give. It's good for me to give, for you to, to give. Don't ever get out of the giving business. Can I get an amen? Don't ever be stingy. Don't ever say, well, I can't afford. You can't afford not to give. Give. But I have found out this, that sometimes when you just give somebody something just there are people that they, they greatly appreciate it. But then there are some people when you give them something, it, because it didn't cost them anything, it never meant anything to them. You know, God knows that about all of us. And sometimes God will answer a prayer because the need is so immediate, He knows it has to be. It arose immediately and it has to be answered. But then sometimes God will withhold because he's got to work some things in us. I'll tell you, by the time he answers that prayer, the appreciation is greater now than it would have been. Is that right? You don't just, listen, you want to spoil a kid, give them everything they want. You know what they'll be in the end, don't you? A brat. That's right. It's good to say no to your children. That was my dad's favorite word growing up. I would bypass him because he loved that word more than any word. You wouldn't even get half the sentence out. It would be, Dad, can I know? That's just how it went. So I'd go to Mom, and we'd work a little bit on Dad. and It didn't work too good, but we tried it. But you're not going to manipulate God. But this woman, even though he's not answering, she still believes in him. I'm going to tell you, when God don't answer, do you still trust him? Do you still have faith in him? That's why when everything was against her, she could keep going on. That's what you do when everything's against you. You believe in the master. You believe in mercy. You believe in miracles. And I'll say this, she believed in morsels. Look what, look what she says. In verse number 25, she, she cries out to him. She said, Lord, help me. Such a desperate cry, such a, a desperate prayer. But look at his answer when he finally does answer. He said, it's not me to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. I mean, after all this faith that she's put in him, he calls her a dog. 
He said, it's just not meat that I, I give you what you're asking for because you're just an old dog is what you are. But I'll tell you, her faith still believes in his mercy and her faith still believes in his miracles and her faith still believes in him as the master of all things. And she looks at him and you know what she does? Well, the only thing you can do with God when he answers you and that's agree with him. In verse number 27, she just says truth, Lord. I mean, you know Jesus could never say anything that's not the truth. Isn't that right? Uh, he's the very embodiment of truth. Uh, so when he called her a dog, uh, it didn't even insult her. When he called her a dog, uh, it didn't even waver her because she knew that everything he said was true. And so she sided with him and she agreed with him in what he said, but she believed in more. So she said this, uh, she said, yet the dogs uh, eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Isn't that amazing that he calls her a dog in one verse and she still calls him a master in the next verse I'm telling you listen who he is in her eyes has not dropped one level I mean he puts her as far down as she can go and she raises him as high up as she can possibly put him she's worshiping him and she said Lord it's the truth but she said even the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the master's table you know what she's saying in essence Lord this is a big old problem I've got and it's bigger than what I am and I can't do anything with it but all it is to you is just a crumb that would fall off your heavenly table if you'd just answer I'm telling you this is the faith of that woman that no matter who was against her she still had her faith and she believed that no matter how big the problem was it was just a morsel in the eyes of a holy and a just and a powerful God this morning amen you know problems have a way of overwhelming all of us. And they have a way of bringing us to a point where we feel like there's no way out. You ever been there? But just think about it for a moment. You've got out of situations before, hadn't you? It's not the first time you thought there was no way out. And sometimes, I'll be honest, when you look around, you can't find the way out. But God... Always makes a way, doesn't he? When there is no way, when there is no place to turn, and when there is no answer and there is no solution and there is no word, somehow, somewhere, some way, God, in the midst of whatever it is, no matter how big or how bad or how dark it may be, God knows how to make a way. I'm telling you, you can go all through this Bible and God's been making a way against since the morning that Adam and Eve fell in the garden. Even beyond that, when there was no world, God stepped out on nothing and he made a world. I'm going to tell you if God can make a world when there's nothing, you mark it down, he can make a way when there's nothing. Amen? When there's nothing to see, if he can speak a world into existence, I'm going to tell you when there's nothing for you and I to see, God can just speak a way into existence I'm telling you he knows how to make a way I'm telling you if you're in a valley he'll bring you out of the valley amen if you're on a mountain gotta go over the mountain he may tunnel you through the mountain I'm telling you if you're in the storm he'll see you through the storm I'm telling you if you're in the desert he'll be an oasis that'll help you get through the 
desert all through this book. He found a way for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He found a way for Daniel when he was down in the lion's den. He found a way for David when he was hiding out in a cave. He found a way for Adam when it looked like there was no hope in sight. And at Calvary, he stretched out his arms and he reached back to Genesis and he reached all the way down through the corridors of time. And God at Calvary, he made a way for every soul to find a way this morning. And to him, you know what it is? It's morsels. My problems, as big as they are, the answers would be nothing more than crumbs falling off the master's table. And this morning, all he wants us to do is to have the faith that she has. That when everybody and when everything is against you, just believe. And I'll say in closing as they get as a song ready, she not only believed in morsels, but she believed in much. Because Jesus declares it in verse 28, Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, notice this, even as thou wilt. The Lord answered her prayer because she believed in much. I want to say to you this morning, this lady and that Roman centurion, both of them have something in common. But Jesus answered their prayer from a distance. They were Gentiles. He had not come to the Gentiles before Calvary. But even from a distance, he answered their prayers. And this morning, it's not that way with us. We're not a bunch of dogs anymore. Isn't that a blessing? We've graduated. God took a whole bunch of dogs and he rescued them. And he saved them. We're not a dog anymore. You know what we are? We're a bride. I'm going to tell you how much more if he would help an old Gentile dog how much more would he do for his bride I don't know if you got a burden this morning I don't know if you have a need this morning but I know there's a God that when it seems like everything and everybody's against you he'll help you if you'll just have faith faith in God that no matter the circumstance even when he won't say a word he'll still Hear your prayer. As we stand this morning, there was never a time he didn't listen to what she said. And there's never a time that God won't listen to you this morning. What are we going to sing, brother? 375, while we sing, if you need to come, come on this morning.